um, Maureen Dowd is such a wonderful journalist some of our listeners are saying heard her speak at the JFK summer school in New Ross a few years ago and while she holds politicians to account at the same time she's respectful and understands the importance of democracy another listener Dave says hi Mary and Maureen is such an insightful and accurate journalist on the American political scene and her Irish Times column is always a great read well we move on and my next guest this morning has been hailed as a heroine in New Zealand where she's leading a group of Irish rugby fans attending Ireland's test matches against the All Blacks and she joins me now from there. Sarah Hartigan, good morning to you. Hi Miriam, how are you? Listen, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. First things first, I assume you and all the Irish rugby supporters down there are feeling ecstatic after yesterday's big win. Oh yeah, it's been brilliant. Now we'd we'd a long enough bus trip today. You now from Dunedin to Christchurch, so there was a few sore heads, but <laughs> they're all downstairs now and watching replays on the telly. And yeah, great high spirits, and yeah, really looking forward to next week. And explain to me how come? How are you out there? What are you doing there, Sarah? So I work with a, a rugby travel company, so Rugby Travel Ireland. So this is really our first, our first big tour now since before COVID. So everybody was gunned up to go. Um, so we're out here now with a pack of about 160 and we're travelling around following the Irish squad. So it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it must be such uh, great fun. Massive fans. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Now, you have become a heroine down there. I was reading the New Zealand press. Explain to us, you were at a pre-match party, I think, in Auckland before the first match. Tell us what happened, Sarah. Yeah, so I don't know. Heroin's a bit strong of a word. No, That's what they're calling I'm, you I'm New definitely Zealand. getting a few pats on the back. I know. It's, um, yeah, no. So like you said, we were at, we had uh, arranged a pre-match function for our, for our, our, our lads. And we uh, were kind of finishing up. Uh, we we're very close to Eden Park. So it was walking distance. And out the back of our function, we could hear a crash. So I was with my colleague Cara and we uh, heard a bit of a commotion. Obviously, we're looking after a lot of people. So we went out to make sure none of our crew had been involved. So when we went out, we'd seen that a car had, had veered into other cars. Um, there was um and, and we noticed a man and he had he was slumped in the car uh, with people uh, a bit uh, a bit worried around him. So uh, we went over to help. And what did you do? Uh, so the first thing, uh, I kind of went around the side to see if I could help get him out of the car. But there was no, we knew very fast that wasn't going to happen. So I went around to the passenger side, jumped in and, you know, tried to see was there any uh, any movement in him or was he responding in any way? And he wasn't. So I just started to give compressions as best I could on his chest. And I was asking somebody to help then to try and get the car seat back. Now he's, he's a big enough man. So the seat was pretty back for far anyway. So I was able to kind of maneuver myself over to be able to give him um, strong, obviously strong enough compressions. So, um, I mean, you saved his okay. life. I mean, reading all the reports about it and there were loads of people around. Uh, were you trained in CPR, Sarah? I mean, or how did you know what to do at that moment? 
Yeah, so like even as a teenager growing up, we I was always involved in lifesaving and I worked as a lifeguard in the university arena. And then from there, I've, I've always been involved in sports. So the importance of knowing CPR when you're involved in sports or working with people um, was always kind of for, you know, in my mind. So, um, yeah, it was recently enough. We got a group, I, my my club, UL Bowes, we got a group of us um, kind of re- retrained, reskilled and newly skilled um, uh, with CPR and defibrillator course through John Holland, um, our, our, our physio, and he's a paramedic as well. So we just try and keep people informed about it um, because you never know things like this can happen. So, um, but again, you don't know how you're going to react on a day, but as long as you're some bit skilled, you know, you, you can help. And I know the man you were working on was called Dean Heroini. At what stage did he respond? Yeah. I mean, when you were working on him, did it take long for him to respond? No, it didn't actually take too long. It was about a minute, maybe two minutes. Um, and it, it, he came around quite fast. He, um, he he just literally took a breath and woke up and was looking around and saw the heads in the windows and was like, what's going on? <laughs> Why are these people looking at me? So, yeah, he didn't remember much, but... Um, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too long. So I didn't, you know, the little bit I did helped him a lot. So. Um, and did he have any yeah, memory of what happened yeah. when he woke up? No, um, I asked him that and he just he just remembers coming around the corner and then black and he doesn't remember anything. Wow. Have, have you had contact yeah. with Dean or any of his family since that? Yeah, so I it was Phil, his twin brother, that kind of reached out through Auckland support, like Irish supporters, that got my attention. And we've been in contact throughout the week, and I've been just following his progress. And then probably the day before, my days are all mixed up now. But the day before the um, the Irish game, um, yeah, Dean got in contact with me directly. So we were having the banter now over the last couple of days over the match. So I was saying, I think we have a few extra Kiwi supporters on our side. It might have got us over the line yesterday. So um, yeah, no, it's good. And yeah, so we, we'll have a phone call either tomorrow or the next day and we'll have a right all catch up. But he's doing great. It's really, yeah, it's really lovely to hear from him um, and to hear he's doing so well. I mean, you saved his life. He's a development officer himself, I think, for a New Zealand rugby club. Is that right? Yeah, he's with uh, Kato Rugby club and he's a women's development <laughs> rugby officer so even when we were sitting in the car I was probably burning the year off him asking him questions about his team so he has a few black ferns on his team and you know it's yeah I know it's brilliant and he's it's so obvious how how loved he is his family and his community and all the girls that he trains so it's yeah it's really it's a it is it's a great story it's a great story to be involved in and um i was just so happy to be there to help how did you feel afterwards it's like obviously in the moment you took over you did this extraordinary thing but were you almost shocked afterwards how did you feel 
Yeah, no, it's a funny, yeah, it's a funny old feeling. You just say, I don't know, Mary, you just kind of go on and you go on with your day. Obviously, like I spent the rest of the evening thinking about him and hoping, you know, that he had got help because we we ended up leaving. The, the ambulance hadn't arrived and the ambulance ended up not arriving. So his brother ended, brought him to the hospital in the, um, in the end. But um, the next day I was looking up to see uh, what happened possibly he could have been in and then leave him off but to hear from them again the few days later just set my mind at rest so you know it was um yeah it was a funny all evening all right and before I let you go I mean well done to you sir but I know one of the real things you want to stress this morning we've spoken about it on this show before is the importance of CPR I mean that man's life was saved because you could do that. I mean, mm. you'd like to say that this morning to people, wouldn't you? People should know how to do it. Oh, 100%. And you know what? It's not It's not too difficult. It's not difficult to get a group together and get trained up in it and to know the basics. And the little bit that I did that day helped him. You know, so I've I've done it before in UL and we've had defibrillators and we've able, you know, and it's amazing to have that technology. But that basic skill of compressions on chest and what it did for this man and that's so massively loved um, to give him that extra, you know, chance at life. And um, it's yeah, it's it's so important to get your club together, get your school and your businesses and everything. It's just so easy to do. And it just gives you that opportunity that if you are faced with it, you have the knowledge to be able to do something. Well, Sarah Hartigan, well done to you. You saved Dean's life. And I think you brought good luck to the Irish. That win yesterday, I think it came from your Ah, good deed. I think so. It was those those extra fans. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Mind yourself. Have a brilliant time. We have to go on and win the series. Defo. Thanks so much. Thanks for the call. Mind yourself, Sarah. Well done. Well done. We'll take a break.